It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Good morning and welcome into the session where faith and life connect. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And uh, the king of the cranium is in the house as he yeah. continues to recover from his yes. broken hip. That's right. I, you still are a walking miracle to me, just the just fact you make it up the steps. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was a little more challenging today. I, I was a little tired. I, I worked it pretty hard yesterday, and I think I, I may have paid some of the price today. Uh-huh. But the weather changing, and I want to be out, and I'm, I'm setting goals of the week, goals of the day to get back to where I was. Good. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. All right. So today we're going to, since we just completed 13 lessons that moms can teach their sons, it would only be appropriate now to turn to 13 lessons dads can teach their daughters. And we probably shouldn't have 26 for dads because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned we came up with 13. <laughs> but <laughs> moms might come up with 36. But no, God bless them. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to try. This will definitely take two weeks, and uh, you can keep up with all of our shenanigans and everything and, and the show notes and links and whatnot on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. So before we dive into everything, Tom, we dive into God's Word. Out of Ephesians two, ten, Paul writes, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, that he prepared us to do good works. Well, in whose eyes are we talking good works? <laughs> We're talking about his eyes, things that would glorify him. And clearly that's going to be a, an important theme as dads relate to their daughters. Yes, absolutely. All right, so we're going to dive into 13 lessons dads can teach their daughters and the first one our verse that we just read has a a big part on and that is respect that's right it teaches us to observe the amazing value in others and if dads can teach their daughters that it's really important by modeling it as they communicate value of others in front of their children they'll learn that and they'll see it Um, dads model self-control and humility that you know, we've said and we'll continue to say, Scott, over and over and over again, that children learn what they see, what they experience around the house. It is so powerful. So if they see dad showing self control, if they see him being humble, it's gonna be a great lesson for him. Yeah, and I remember you saying repeatedly that daughters learn their role as wives by what the way they see dad treating mom that's true the relationship of dads and daughters then it teaches them how to be treated and the whole idea of i have talked about for a lot of years and i'm so thankful i experienced myself 
was the daddy-daughter date strategy, where our daughters then learn how to be treated by a man based on how they were treated by their dad. Or to go out and do the the daddy-daughter dance that Mandy and I went to and Mom had to make sure we were ready to go, and then man, I had to wear a tie, which was really a big, oh boy. big deal, you know. <laughs> I think I've recovered from it since. <laughs> Mandy had to have a dress on, and it was really pretty, and and it was a date that we went out and did the daddy daughter dance. Those kinds of memories are so powerful, but it teaches our daughters how they should be treated by a man. I've DJed a couple of those okay. over the years, and those uh-huh. are always special events. Uh-huh. You know, and you see these dads, and they're like, I've got to dance with her now. And one of my favorite memories from one of those was at a wedding that my family was at. It was our cousin or Sherry's cousin or something. So I took Aaron up to dance with, you know, a slow dance with her, and she was on my, stood on my shoes. Oh, my gosh. And we did the, you know, she was that little. And she looked up at me in the middle of the dance and said, Daddy, you can't dance. <laughs> One of my favorite memories of Aaron as a child. As we talk about 13 essential lessons yes. that uh, dads can teach their daughters, and this is from Focus on the Family, by the way, and I'll have the link to uh, the article and the entire thing on the show doc at risefmohio.com on the podcast network. Number two, as we roll through, is boundaries. Right. Yes. And so when we're talking about learning boundaries, to say yes and when to say no, sometimes it's a tricky part of a relationship with our daughters. We want to do, and with my daughter, I wanted to do any and everything she wanted me to do. There was no question about that. So, But this is what becomes of it. Two studies, Scott, that included and involved engaged fathers reduced the possibility of risky physical behavior from young men with their daughters. And in yet another study, the researchers found that disengaged dads are more likely to have daughters who view guys as interested in their bodies and physical activity versus loving who the person they talk to on the phone. I think that's a great distinction. How do they treat the person on the phone? And the person who has the quality or capability of being their best friend. Right. That, that, that is so huge. You and I both have daughters. Right. How did you handle it the first time a guy came calling for Mandy? Well, I just reminded her date that I have a really good aim. <laughs> 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 well, and, and the funny thing is, the first time it really did happen, it was actually a bunch of Mansfield Christian students came to our house to watch the Super Bowl. Well, a hidden agenda in there was our daughter had specifically invited who she had an interest in, and he had an interest in her. Well, today he's our son-in-law. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it really, I mean, they they started dating, and they've been together ever since. Wow. Yeah. That's really sweet. High school sweethearts, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She might have heard about that before. Yeah. From her parents. From her, yeah, well, yeah, because you two got married on the playground in second grade. So, <laughs> yeah, that just kind of was probably the right thing to do at the time. Right. Sure. I, I think I may have scarred my daughter for life from ever having an effective relationship with a man. How's that? Um, 
I was doing a morning show at the time, mm-hmm. and there was a guy that was interested in her. So on my morning show, for everybody to hear, I said, just keep in mind, you know, I'm having this thing with my daughter. A guy wants to date her. And I just want that guy to know i got a shovel in a backyard, and I'm not afraid <laughs> to use them. <laughs> and her teachers heard that, too. Oh, my gosh. And I uh, said, Aaron, did you hear what your dad said about you today? And they told her. <laughs> she came home and said, Dad, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I remember blowing it once myself. Too. <laughs> a group would get together after basketball games at Pizza Hut, and we would have pizza together. And so I'm having pizza with the parents, and I look over here, and here's Mandy sitting at a booth with four or five boys. And, oh, I can't resist that. Suffice to say, I should have resisted it. <laughs> What'd you do? Well, I went up to him and I said, guys, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, we're going to have a workshop on how to date my daughter. And dead silence. They didn't like it at all. And all that night I heard from my daughter. I still remember that. She forgave me, you know. And you got a big stink eye from daughter at that I, point. I did. I did. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. uh-huh so yeah if in case you're not quite sure we're talking about the lessons that dads can teach their daughters today on the session number three is healthy affection this is so incredibly appropriate there are more nerve endings from the shoulders up than nearly any other place in the body so a hug can be very powerful it releases more hemoglobin it's energy producing so to do that with our daughters and the message that's sent, that is a healthy, appropriate hug, begins to help her understand that that's, that's okay with men and it's okay to do. Looking back with, with my daughter, those are some of the most incredible memories that I remember is being able to have that kind of hug with her. And before we went on the air today, I was saying, well, at the end of next month, we're going to be down in Texas seeing our daughter. And the one thing I know I can count on when I get off the plane and see her is a big hug. <laughs> and that started way back when. Yeah, yeah, the daddy-daughter date. Yep. yep, and that goes right back into number two where you're talking about you know certain appropriate types of healthy affection, and then that helps with the boundary setting right. when it comes to dating and relationships as well. And so I didn't embarrass her in front of any of her friends about that, but it was just something special that we have. And it's really important to me even to this day. Yeah. And so that affection will have another impact. Again, as they grow older, the affection will help them not simply hunger for any affection from man, but but they'll be more selective and, and uh, patient with affection when they'll know what's appropriate there. So they don't have to take that affection from the first one that gives it. Yeah, yeah, and the appropriateness of it, and what's the ulterior motive of the male who's hugging on her. Right. She'll know. That's great news. Yeah, absolutely. Number four. Oh, boy. (laughs) I got a question for you at the end of this one, Mm -hmm. but conversations with guys. Not allowed, no. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not until you're 30. (laughs) So daughters need to learn how... Have an enjoyable, personal, and non-physical conversation with guys. There it is again, that if you can develop a good friendship, that's really important. But but we're talking about adolescents who are ready and wanting to date, and they want to say boyfriend and girlfriend, and we're saying, how about friends? 
And they're no, 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 I don't want any part of that. (laughs) But what we want to understand is you want to base that dating relationship on the fact that this is my good friend. The idea of being a best friend is a foundation to further advance the relationship. How, How about the fact that you're boyfriend and girlfriend, but you're not best friends? Let's stop and think about that a minute. So what do you have if you're not good friends? You know, can you talk to each other freely? If you have a Saturday afternoon and the sun's out, what would you rather do? Be hanging out with your best friend or, you know, going out with the guys or going out with the girls? And I am so serious about that at Heritage. If a couple I'm doing a premarital with can't say to me that they're best friends with each other, then we have to stop and really explore that and try to say, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. That usually tells you there's something else right. that's driving the relationship instead of friendship, which may not necessarily be a good thing. Yeah, and you're very right. A common observation is that guys don't talk much as a father. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I Your once, point is? <laughs> yeah. I think I heard a presentation on that a number of years ago. As best as I can remember, it was done by a woman, not a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah. but this leads me to to the question. Go for it. How many average words a day does a woman need to use? She typically is right around 24,000 words a day. And a guy? About 12,500. No, we don't want to talk much. No, it's true. So we come home from work, we've spent our wad. You betcha. And our wives are just getting warmed up. <laughs> That's why I try to get Sherry started on the when I because I take her to work. Yeah. So I try to get her on her way while we're driving. <laughs> okay. So what's on your plate today? And then uh, I shut up. There and we go. I just let her go. There. And then sometimes I'll just turn on the radio and we'll listen to something because I know she's very interested in Tom Brady. Uh huh. Well, of course, Tom Brady's been in the news a lot since he unretired. So I something somebody will say something on a sports talk about Tom Brady. And I know I don't even have to say anything because she'll just start. There you go. And I just let her. She gets in a couple thousand before she even hits the door at work. There we go. She's <laughs> just getting warmed up. Yep. <laughs> that way, when I get home and I'm exhausted, yeah, then she doesn't say much. That's true. And considering the fact that you're in radio and you have to be on and you do have to talk, I can see where you might have spent yours by three in the afternoon. Oh, I've usually by noon. See, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't even got on the air yet, and I've already used most of mine just getting oh. ready for the show. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, number five as we roll through 13 lessons that dads can teach their daughters, and this is strength. So important, Scott. Daughters learn about their strength and how to express and use their strength through observing the men within their lives. Your daughter may push herself further while doing activities with you to either keep up or push their own limits. And when Mandy was a teenager was when I was going through my training and my post um, graduate work at seminary where I had a 70 hour work week. And she saw that. She also knew that I was at her gymnastics meets. So she experienced that. And maybe it was a model for her because she was a professional student too. By the time she graduated from Mansfield Christian, she was working on 
she's basically completed her sophomore year in college. So she was two years away from a bachelor's, which led into a master's. And she kept right on going. Just kept right on rolling. <laughs> yes, bless her heart. She actually surpassed. I held the record until Mandy got busy. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's got more more pieces of paper on the wall than you do. Right. At one point a year or two ago, she had somewhere in the neighborhood of 22 to 24 letters after her name. Oh, my gosh. Like, Mandy, how do you keep track of that? And she said, well, Daddy, I have to put it on a spreadsheet. <laughs> Well, the alphabet's got 26, so mm-hmm. if you just start with A and keep going. You well, know, you yeah, which I was, I would teach her. I said, honey, you're only a few letters short of the whole alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. so number six. Yes. So, reassurance. So important. Encouraging and life-giving words from a dad that can give daughters the confidence that things will be okay. I remember one of her first jobs was at the blueberry patch, and she was picking blueberries. Now, here's this high-functioning individual who's doing this mundane, and I get messages from her where we would talk, Daddy, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> well, I understand. Yeah, it was not very challenging for her. So I said, you know what, honey, maybe you want to set a goal to see how many bags in an hour you can do. Now she was challenged, and it helped her survive until she moved on to something else. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It can, it can be something as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. We don't have to talk about having a doctorate by the age of 13. For sure. You just push yourself to do something. Well, and there's where goals of the day and goals of the week. Stephen Covey, I want to say, was the author of Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. He also wrote a book on teenagers, Seven Habits of Highly Successful Students or Teenagers. And one of the seven was successful young people set goals and accomplish them. So when they begin to learn that, it's so powerful because it help you grow in your life to the next level. Now, let me take that one step farther, Tom, and we'll kind of right. we'll wrap on this today. Where does that go too far with the dad pushing the daughter too much? That's for, true. For the dad that, and, and we may touch on this later in different ways, the dad that was very athletic and wants the daughter to be equally as athletic. Right. Well, The main key to me, I think, Scott, there is ownership. When dad owns more of it than daughter, we are setting our daughter up for potential issues that she doesn't want to deal with. That's where sometimes anorexia or bulimia, eating disorders are. It also uh, sends a message of conditional approval. They're not approved of until they are hitting 75% of their free throws instead of 70. Or they're batting over 375 in softball. Okay. Yeah, that's huge. So where where do you draw, how can dads draw the line between, okay, that you're doing great, do your best, and right. why didn't you guys win another state title? Exactly. Where How, do, how, did dad, how can dads help? with that distinction i think the most powerful thing and i learned it personally in fact i learned this from my son my son that graduated from Mansfield christian he's six four he played forward in a great three-point shot and could take the ball to the basket his junior year i went to him i said hey what would you like my role to be in your basketball 
He says, Dad, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> he basically said, sit back and enjoy it. And he allowed me to be a facilitator when he had an issue or question and he came to me, I helped him. So, you know what, when, when they're young and you're helping them develop a habit of enjoying basketball or golf or tennis, whatever it is, that it just should be fun. If they take off with it, then we facilitate it. Honey, how, or son, how can I help you? What do you need from me? What would help you do it? And then we do it. Having goals that you want to see your son be a, or your daughter be a, a, a champion just takes and puts a whole lot of pressure on them. I've actually in my career treated, I want to say it was a pianist that was very much a concert pianist, that she had to be perfect. She could not miss because she was in some kind of orchestra. She suffered greatly from depression because she never felt accepted. Wow. Because she wasn't quite good enough. Well, that theme bled over into the rest of her life. In other areas, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I can't be a good employee. And I'll never be a good enough piano player. Yeah. Right. And that can all be driven by dad. Right. It could have easily been, you know, I've had some that, that were with the trumpet and things like that, where they just don't feel good enough. So now we're talking about them feeling inferior when, in fact, we want them to be empowered and successful. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we've just scratched the surface here on 13 things that dads can teach their daughters. Right. Some very important lessons. We'll try and wrap the rest of them up next week. Okay. We did it once with the other with moms and sons. I think we can do it again. Well, that's because moms had their acts together better. Than that. <laughs> that's true. Moms are much better at multitasking than guys than dads ever are. So as we wrap this up today, Tom, let's just say talk real quick to dads and say, you know what, you may be saying, Dad, I don't quite have this whole thing figured out yet, right? And I could use a little bit of help. How can they get with you to start a conversation well, about being a better dad? Yeah, and Scott, I can be reached at Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries dot com. And remember, you can always catch the notes and catch up and follow us on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. 